play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Luke fans and owners, welcome in. It's a beautiful Thursday night here in Portland, Oregon. September 12th, we're recording. Oh, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers up on the big screen in front of us as we record tonight. You hear me referring to us, and that's because I am joined tonight by a very angry Paul the Prophet Sheffield as he sees uh, Chris Godwin steal Mike Evans' touchdown. Paul, how are you doing tonight despite that recent news? That That is, that was, this is a live, this is a live reaction, yeah, yeah, and a, I'm uh, not feeling great. As of Mike not, Evans. <laughs> and I'm not feeling great because yeah. I have $5 on you, and I want yeah. you to score big this week, especially because me and you are not playing each other. Nope. I'm also joined by the always very animated, always very energetic Mr. Rocks, Derek Sanger, sitting to my left. Derek Despite the Steelers' absolute flop on uh, Sunday night, how uh, are you doing on this Thursday night heading into week two? I am doing good because, yes, the Steelers had a pretty difficult loss to a very hated Patriots team. But the thing is, I got a win week one, so I am perfectly content right now. I am fully committed to this. That's right. Fantasy and your team looks team. great. Exactly. Roster looks exactly. great. Exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm chilling right now and I'm doing fantastic. Speaking of rosters, there's some recent Lug news that we need to get to. And and it was kind of the hot topic of um, the fabled Lug group chat that I know all the listeners are hearing about so often where all the magic really kind of starts, at least the mixing <laughs> pot for our uh, group of friends. This week, this trade was thrown down. It was declined. Spoiler alert, declined. But the trade was, before we reveal the owners, Patrick Mahomes straight up for Odell Beckham Jr. Paul, I want to go to you first on your thoughts uh, towards this trade. Obviously, I'm trying to stir the pot in the group chat, so I will start with that. But I actually think it was a good trade. I do want to say I really understand Tyler's logic behind it. Patrick Mahomes is a generational player. Patrick Mahomes will average significantly more points than any other fantasy quarterback. But the value of a wide receiver, number one, is one of the most highly sought after in the league. And I think if I was an owner, and yes, I may not have the most successful history, besides obviously my one my one championship. Joey's one championship. My one championship. But I think I would have done that deal. I know at least probably half the league would have done that deal. And that's why I had to step in because Tyler was like, no one would do this deal. <laughs> Very accurate Tyler representation, obviously, there. Derek, what side did you fall on when it came to the Patty Mahomes OBJ straight up trade? Were you on the side of taking the deal, or were you thinking similar to Paul here that there's a good shot you might, uh, uh, or I might have just said taking it, but were you, were you considering OBJ in that scenario if you're holding Patty Mahomes? Yeah, yeah I mean, the biggest thing for me, I, I just noticed how negative the reaction was to Tyler. He just like, was not for at all so that just kind of threw me off because i thought it would at least be like a slight consideration for him right i mean you thought it might be a little overreaction at a tie to just be like no one would do that out there that like nobody would take that deal and i mean yes it's patty mahomes um personally like 
I don't know. I, I the more I thought about it, I would have done the same thing as Tyler, but I would have definitely gave it some thought. I I think so, and I think I think in hindsight, Tyler probably would agree with that same thing because I was like you were. I I actually kind of had mixed emotions at first. I was like, I think I would take the Odell thing and try to find a quarterback, but then as I kind of stared at Tyler's roster dynamic, I mean, Patty Mahomes is a cornerstone of any fantasy football team, but for Tyler, he's holding up a big end of his points. I mean, we're talking 25 points a week, hopefully, I think is where oh, yeah. Tyler's head's at. And that that's, I mean, a quarter of what your team may average, you know, per week on the season. So you get where he's going, not wanting to risk it on a consistent 14, 15 point a week with OBJ, um, despite there being more quarterback options on the waiver wire. And, and another thing that would, I also meant to add this in just something that would be extremely sexy on his roster would be Tyreek Hill and Patty Mahomes both healthy like that is so nice well and that's obviously what he drafted for he wanted Patty Mahomes and Tyreek that combo so he's he's in a tough situation getting robbed and I think that might play into the decision too. kind of sticking with that early season strategy waiting to see when Tyreek Hill officially comes back and on the topic of recent NFL news Recent news between Luke owners as Paul and Cooper conduct a little minor trade. Huge trade. <laughs> Not at all. Huge in some eyes, I guess. I, I don't know whose, but um, huge in some <laughs> eyes. Paul, do you want to break down the trade that went down this morning, actually? Sure. Um, well, honestly, I'm not too excited about it because I put the trade in before I found out about the mono news. So, so but... But to be fair, I don't think it's going to affect me either way. Same with Cooper. Frame, frame why that news is going to affect you first off. What's, it, yes, it will affect me. Um, but what I, it's two bench players that you're hoping maybe sometimes can become a flex. So here's why I did it. Well, what, can you review the trade for us? So the names haven't been said. Oh, no, that's I'm, what I'm saying is yes, introduce kind yes, of the background. Yes, sorry. Two You're superstars good. on two, two very, very Their names teams. are hard to forget. Yeah. I'm surprised you did yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Shows how impactful of a deal this must have been. You have the number one receiver for the Giants, Sterling Shepard. Potent offense. What? A potent offense. Potent offense. The New York <laughs> football yeah, Giants. Absolutely. With, with an incredible Hall of Fame quarterback in Eli Manning. Two-time Super Bowl champion. That's right. And then, obviously, you have Robbie Anderson with the only, or the the only New York Jets. So two just very hot offenses. You're right um, about that. Up. There is only one New York Jets. That is yes. that is true. Yep, not Houston Jets. Um, and so, <laughs> what when when you got news of the mono, was it safe to say that shook your world, or or was this such a minor deal? In all honesty, that you're kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I was at. It was right. like it was like ah, that's you're sucks. taking a shot on maybe a flex here yep. and there. And then I think Cooper's doing the same thing. I know he likes Sterling Shepard. I kind of just want to know part of the Giants' offense. And I, I, I'm a Darnold believer. So I think uh, once Darnold comes back, I think Robbie Anderson against those weaker secondaries will have a chance to maybe become a flex. That's that's kind of my thought on it. Who who offered the trade? Just curious. I did. I was the one. Okay. I, I, I was. I wanted Robbie Anderson. So yeah, because I was gonna say, I did, was this like in any way like. No text. Shape or form. Like nope. Cooper, like trying to do this because he just heard that news and was trying to get rid of it. Nope. No texts like that. were exchanged. That's kind of that was my original yeah. thought. Is not not that Cooper was trying to swindle it really, but that like I I don't know. I just at first I was like I'm surprised that went down with the news being out yeah. this morning. But it sounds like it was but, locked yeah, in I, last I, night. I think I put it in last night. And like I said, it's n- minor. It's no texts were exchanged. It was I sent it, and this morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, it got accepted. Great. The best type of trade. Boom. Move on. Um, and with moving on, Paul, 
We can't move on from you. You were uh, all the rage this week in the group text as you now also have $75 on the line and not how people may think. We're not talking about the Vegas sports book. We are talking about the League of Ordinary Gentlemen sports book. That's right. Paul the greatest sports book out there. has placed two significant bets. Um, again, I'm going to let Paul take the floor and introduce both of those bets. First bet. Obviously, I have to take my team, no matter how good, how bad, I always believe in my team, which is the passion that I show as an owner, which makes me, while my record may not show it, one of the best owners in this league. So, with that being <laughs> said, I have $50 on my game with Ty, which should be a very even matchup. Um, it's actually funny, last year and this year, I started with Randall and Tyler. People were hot on my team second week last year, and I failed. So I'm hoping history does not repeat itself this year. Hoping you can turn that tide a little yep, bit, for yep, sure. Me too. So, but, but then there was also the fact that you uh, went ahead and took a shot on someone else's team. Is that not correct? Yes, and this, this, is, this is probably even bigger than my own team. I never want to root for Derek. I, I'll, I'll admit that right now. But when I see... As he storms out of the room yeah, in shock. Yep. But Save him. Bring him back for us. I could not be more excited to be rooting for Derek this week. And I think it kind of puts a full circle to the friendship of the cul-de-sac friendship that started between me and Derek. Gotta love it. Yep. And so with that being said, I have $25 on the line for Derek beating Cooper this week, which honestly, I feel like it's one of the safest bets that you could ever make. Oh, my God. Are, are, are either of you... Um conscious of those rumors swirling that Paul may be setting you up, Derek, for, I don't know, buttering you up for a significant trade or potentially just a big late season showdown where he's trying to get in curry some wow. favor out of you have you considered that because wow. uh, there's been rumblings in subgroup yeah. yeah. luke no, chats yeah. of paul's random suck up dumb i i haven't checked you know social media i'm sure i'm sure social media twitter's a blaze up about that oh yeah um trending yeah i didn't even like think about that rumor as a thing but like hashtag th- paul dupes derek so obviously just like this coming out of nowhere no I did not even think about Don't that. Don't let him take us apart, Derek. Yeah, exactly. This is it's like what me. he was saying. This is goes back to the good it's old trending Kodak, on Twitter. Hashtag days. Paul Dupes Derek. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> I, okay. Well, Derek. I will check that and verify to make sure because I don't really know if that's true. I, okay. need, I need to set the record straight that I have been a Derek supporter from day one. Yeah, exactly. Whether, so. whether it was tennis ball in the cul-de-sac to, this guy. to his... Remember when you put that that baseball field in your backyard? Con? Yeah, me oh. and actually with uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention mention Kyle George, yes. my partner in that and Kyle so, Connor Field stuff yeah. of legends. Connor yeah, field. and Kyle Connor Field. I was oh. a, I was a supporter of Junkyard Field, the half-assed version that Derek mm-hmm. made. And I, you know what? I was a fan of it then, and I'm a fan of Derek now. So oh you know what? God. I'm riding with Derek till the end this season, baby. The rivalry is officially over. Freaking go! I freaking love it, Paul. And I honestly. Looking at your team, I just have mad support for you. Honestly, I'm just going for you the whole rest Jesus of the season. Maybe, maybe a trade might might show up. Yeah, down it the could. Road. I, dude, I'm but, all for it. Yeah, dude. but I'm all for it. Obviously, the commissioner is going to oversee and make sure it's fair. Yep. So we're chilling. No, this, this. Hey guys, this is my friend Derek to the right of me. I just wanted you guys all to know he's my best friend ever. All I'm asking is that both of you put your pants back on and raise your hands above <laughs> where waist height where I can see them, please. This has gotten just unbelievably uncomfortable for Kamish Khan sitting over here. And with that, I'm going to move us right along and hopefully break this little uh, circle jerk up. Um, this week, <laughs> waivers, week one, always play a huge factor um, in the, I mean, in 
how the season progresses. I mean, we were talking a little bit before the pod about how there's usually one or two guys who can become foundational blocks of good fantasy teams. Um, But out of that, I mean, there's also, we're trying to snipe guys off the waivers that can make an impact right now. I mean, I think we can remember a couple episodes ago to uh, Jack McDonald being on first and 10 and him noting how important it is to take matchups um, seriously week to week. And I think week one saw so many breakout stars that the waiver wire was hot. So tonight, I just want to start off by um, going around and getting each of your favorite pickups that didn't come for your own team. So just just to start one pickup, and then we'll kind of get into the rest of the recent activity from the Lug. Derek, I want to start with you on this one. Um, actually, I'm pump faking you because I, I, I'm seeing you scrolling. I'm seeing you scrolling, and I feel like you haven't found that porridge that is just right yet, Goldilocks. Paul, coming over to Tommy you. Tommy red-handed. Yeah, I did. little too hot. Um, Paul, coming over to you. Yeah, uh, I know you study this like it's a freaking Bible, and that's why I like you because I'm doing the exact same thing over at my job. So, how did you waste the workday this uh, uh, today, and whose team stuck out to you as you were melting those hours off the clock? I think Randall has had one of the most complete um, waiver wires and ads and drops um, in the league thus far. But I was pretty excited to see him get Thompson, um, the guy from the guy, the running back for the Redskins, Chris Thompson. Uh, I think not only will he have starting potential this week, uh, but with guys' injury history, I think he has potential starting um, ability for the rest of the season. I think we might look back as that as one of the foundational um, moves that has happened in the waiver wire. Yeah, I agree. I think two years ago, um, Thompson really was a consistent uh, impact player for Jack McDonnell, um, or maybe it was Tyler, but whoever it was really an impact player and a guy who's proven in a PPR or half point PPR like we're playing um, can get you wins in multiple weeks, uh, especially with a guy like Geis going down and people really sleeping on Adrian Peterson. I hope I didn't just steal your thunder there, Derek. What's the recent pickup that kind of stuck out to you in week one that could make a difference in week two? Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and start off by saying I was super hyped for the Same. for that to get released what was it like wednesday morning oh my gosh i almost Same. debated staying up till midnight I, just yeah. to look i set my alarm like, i know i set my I alarm know. at 3 30 a.m because i felt like that was a comfortable time where like i don't know like east coast are you fucking that's zombie that's not comfortable for anyone i mean well, do you not sleep no like comfortable time for like when when they would do <laughs> these transactions what do you do at 3 30 no i'm saying i dude come on you understand what i'm saying i all was right, saying take like, my money this week cooper okay. I, this is anyways we're not all just stumbling home from the peacock at that time Derek <laughs> peacock dude oh my god that's a tbt right there but anyways <laughs> hey paul speaking of cooper and unfortunately he is the person i am going up against this oh. week um but i really liked the players that he was able to pick up same specifically he, um he came out with uh john brown i think yeah. he's gonna be really cooper john brown too yeah 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 i think he's gonna be great and then obviously hawkinson and i, I yeah and i know cooper was getting like a lot of messages a lot of action this week from fellow Lug members about Hawkins trying to trade for him because I know a lot of people wanted him including me I I put down like four waiver wires so and he was one of them on there a pretty high priority he was my top priority too but I was at sitting at nine so there's no way that was going to happen but I I did like you pointing out John Brown because I think it's interesting to note that um the Bills paid him 
a lot of money this offseason mm-hmm. um, to come be a big part of their offense. He's yeah. proven to be decent in multiple offenses with Baltimore last year and then um, Arizona multiple years before that. And I think as a guy with Josh Allen being a young gunslinger who's yeah. willing to chuck the ball down the field, yeah. could make a, a, depending on matchups, could be a spot start guy that causes a big difference. Seven catches, 123 yards. In a I mean, exactly, a breakout performance Perfect. in week one, and I think you'll see three or four occurrences of that kind of week out of John Brown this year. An I interesting like thing I will note, and obviously if you're Tyler Bagenstoss, stats don't matter, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> that rivalry is budding and I yeah. love it between uh, podcasts too. You got to like that. Oh, absolutely. It, it'll, it'll be so sweet next Thursday after I have a sweet, sweet victory this weekend. I'm um, just to rub it in his face. But anyways, uh, with Hawkinson, uh, in the past 15 years, there's only been two rookie tight ends that end up as, um, a top 10, t- uh, tight end. Um, now I know a lot of people are really hot in Hawkinson and think that he has potential to be a very special player. Um, but even a guy like Gronkowski, um, he wasn't a top 10 player his rookie season either. Um, so it'll, it's tough it'll, to it's, maintain. It's, it's, tough, it's tough to maintain um, that caliber of play. Obviously, I think he had 22 and a half. I don't think he'll have that this next week. But it'll be interesting to see if he can get that top 10 um, tight end status, which I, I, I personally don't think he will. Right. Okay. I, I like I like both of those. I think um, a, a, a signing, I guess I'll call it, that stuck out to me. Um, was oh wow I just lost it oh there we go and, and I kind of I mean it's grown pretty obvious already this season I kind of have a man boner for David obviously um shout out David Walzer I know you'll appreciate that but the glass slipper uh Terry McLaurin yep loved um, it and and so the reason I like that so much is not because I think he'll be as good as he was in week one against a bad Philly secondary but is because I think he's their number one receiver. Yep. And say what you will about Case Keenum, but the dude knows how to throw the ball successfully. Not not like he's, you know, the next um, Andrew Luck RIP or, you know, a guy slinging it all around the field for 5,000 yards, Drew Brees, um, every year. But he knows how to play quarterback successfully, knows how to read defenses. And I think a, a rookie like McLaurin, who's especially um, – you know, prepared for the NFL coming out of a place like Ohio State is just going to benefit from um, kind of a bad offense, not having many other places to turn. So loved that pickup from David uh, Terry McLaurin there. And I think I need to bring up the signing um, by John Fishback of, or I mean by Paul Sheffield, sorry, excuse me, of Marquise Brown. Let's Hollywood. go. And strictly God, going forward, it. can we call him Hollywood Absolutely Brown? Absolutely. Much can. cooler. Definitely. Absolutely we can. Cousin of Antonio Brown, who's seen much better days. Um Paul, what what's your outlook for Hollywood Brown in terms of the short term, in terms of the short term, uh, in the short term, and then as we enter um, kind of the longer duration of the season? Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson plays five of the worst defenses the f- first five games of the season. Ooh, love uh, that. So loving that already. I think he has a chance to give me, not maybe not a touchdown every game, but I think he can get me a lot of lots of yards every game. Bearing that, could Lamar, we see him in the lineup in these first two? Yeah, three weeks? I think at this point, and I still, Ooh, I still change. could change. I think he could, he's my flex this week. I, oh, I, I like wow. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's gonna be my flex this week. Um, I like the matchup with Arizona. Um, I, I don't know if he'll end up being my flex always, and obviously he's not gonna have the game that he had week one. Well, I mean, we got we have to know. I mean, he was on the field for what was it like twelve snaps? Yeah, fourteen. S- fourteen snaps yeah. and targeted eight. Time. eight times i think and then was, had yeah. a, a couple catches that he broke big yeah. um I, but i think sorry to cut you off there no, but the good. one thing i was gonna say is that 
that play where he took the slant to the house was super exciting to me because that's a play where the guy's just supremely fast and super talented. Fast. And I don't think that kind of thing ever goes away despite what defense you play, despite who's throwing you the ball. You can run a slant anytime. Yep. And if you have the potential to take it to the house, a la Sammy Watkins, who we'll yep. probably get to later, um, you know, that's that's always a threat. Yep. No, I, I like I said, I'm super excited about him. Uh, I'm excited to see him in your lineup. I think too. he has yeah. a big potential to be, a, I mean, a consistent contributor for you. And I'm not just playing for myself this week. I'm playing for... You're, me? Yep, I'm playing First for my boy foremost. Connor Scott. That's right. So, Mishcon over here, bet you heard it on the Tuesday show. Yep. I bet five on Paul this week. It's boo or bust for me, and I can't wait... For Tyler, Boom, to be cry- for Tyler to be crying on Monday night. Let's both profit a little. I mean, your nickname's The Prophet. Yep. Show it tonight. Yep, I mean, this right. week. Sorry. That's right. Um, let's take a short break. When we come back, we have moved Snipe the Spread over to the Thursday, um, or I guess you'll be hearing it on Friday, but the Thursday recording, uh, because Paul and Derek just insisted they could do a better job. That Those are words from those two directed at Tyler and Kyle. So we'll see how they respond on Tuesday's show. When we get back, Snipe the Spread. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game, period. And uh, it's embarrassing, and I represent that, and uh, I apologize for that. But that's the best we can do. Uh, That's a sad product. Attention. We have a very important Lug News Bulletin. Coming back from break, we were shocked to log on to Instagram to find our very own Lug owner, John Fishback, currently residing in the islands of Thailand, posting to his Instagram a beautiful, I mean, a beautiful, I mean, arguably professional photographer, I mean, photo of scenic, scenic Thailand boat. The caption is where our breaking news comes from. John's caption, folks, and this will shock you. Life is good. Or Derek, please. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll do the honors. Everything's good except my fantasy football team. <laughs> John Fishback, a normally very confident, very respected owner in the league, after one week maybe admitting to defeat to Derek, how many followers does that man have? Oh, let's see here. I mean, oh. very popular social media oh, icon yeah. within the oh, league. Everyone loves following John Fishy. Let's see. Let's make sure. I, I think it's about 2,000. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I inflated him? Yeah, yeah. We inflated I'm hyping him. my boy, I'm John. Sure I actually threw Whatever. that out there. It's about 1,000, 1,300. A solid 1,000. 36 to be a exact. A solid 1,000, and he's admitting defeat week one. I'm sorry to bring you such a sad sad news bulletin hopefully uh brighter days for john fishback on the horizon or not or not <laughs> probably not there's paul sheffield um boys how's it feel to be in the bottom john Ooh, heavy words after one week wah, wah, wah. uh <laughs> snipe the spread has officially moved over to our friday show you boys are now our aficionados when it comes to the Lug lines um want to get right into the first game that we're previewing in week two um and i'm a little selfish it's gonna be me and kyle first of course perfect of course i'm always gonna start with myself um kyle george noted powerhouse of the league in the preseason um via the power rankings um and i think it's safe to say despite the week one loss we're all still pretty comfortable with kyle's roster low average team oh wow Ooh, paul before we get to those comments can you uh, snipe the spread for us? 
Uh, I still think ESPN is going to overrate his team like we all did before the season started. Wow. Um, Paul coming out with daggers. Yeah. I, I mean, he might win this week and have another okay regular season, but we've seen he can't do anything in the playoffs. So with that being unbelievable, with that being said, there, there's some ulterior motive here too. He, he declined a couple trades that I sent. Oh, okay. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I do like Kyle's team. Um, I think, your team was very heavily touched on dependent week one, so I'm going to say Kyle by you five. You literally and a half. stole my pre podcast line. Shit. You son of a bitch. Well, but, Connor uh, by, by five Kyle. and a half. Or Kyle, I, Kyle by five and a half. Kyle by five and a half. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Kyle, I will. I do really respect his roster. I think very well rounded. Um, Derek, go ahead and try to snack the spread. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I played Kyle last week. I got the W. Ooh, um, so you're a little. Let's go, Dick. That's my I boy. Mean, I do. I, yeah, I, I mean, I know he's gonna be my like allowed to try to get his first W. So I feel like he's gonna bring the heat this week. Um, unfortunately, it's against my commissioners, commissioner. So this is gonna make him look a little bad. But Fuck I'm gonna go. Guys. I'm gonna go seven, seven, Kyle. Ugh. And the sad part is you're both on the right side of the line because it's Kyle by 10. Um, yeah, it's it's and I, I'm trying my best with my lineup. I will say uh, I'll go ahead and lead us off because it's my team. I mean, it's I'm not this is no blame to the roster because I well knew the risk. But this Antonio Brown thing is just throwing me for loops. Absolutely. It's, oh, yeah. it's no excuse because right when I drafted him, I mean, that was the obvious risk is, I mean, even what's happening now, I wouldn't have guessed. But at the same time, I'm not surprised he's not going to take the field, you know, and I know that's yeah. not official, but I'd be shocked to see him out there. That would be. Uh, unfortunately for my fantasy team, but fortunately for humanity, it would be shocking if he took the field for the Patriots in week two. Just Until s- things are shaken out to prove him, uh, I mean, you never want to mess around with that stuff. Luckily, we don't get political on this podcast, um, so we're going to move right along to why you both picked against me and were correct. Derek, I, I'm going to give you the honors on this one. Why, why were you in favor of Kyle's team bouncing back despite you getting the win in week one? What about this week in the matchups he has going on his roster? Um, have you thinking seven and a half, I think you guessed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Aaron Rodgers... Um, Bounce back week, Yeah, I know. exactly. He's a superstar. He wants to prove... Minnesota has a good defense, though. ...to the NFL world that he's still got it what it takes, and I know he does. So expect a lot out of Aaron Rodgers, maybe even 20, 25 points. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had that same... I mean, I'm a naturally sandbagger, pessimistic guy about my team, but like... I kind of was thinking the Aaron Rodgers comeback game is is very scary, um, especially after what we saw in week one. Paul, you were more down on my team. Explain why and why you made the pick you did, picking against me. Uh, well, biggest thing Despite is... Despite me picking you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I appreciate the unbiased opinion. Well, and here's what I'll say. You know, I think your team will still win. I think... Well, you obviously don't. Well... <laughs> No, I was just trying to guess what the spread was. I I think ESPN has inflated Kyle's team. I think they're still basing it off of 2018. Thank you. I think they're still basing it off 2018 points. I think Kyle's team is has an inflated rankings right now, and I think that's why I picked five and a half. Okay. Um, while your team is touchdown dependent, I think it's for good cause because you have players that see the red zone quite a bit. That's fair. Um, and so... That's why I picked that. I don't think it's anything against your team. I'm not trying to suck my commissioner's dick in any way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to say it like it is. Well, if you're down there, you could finish me off at least. Um, yep. I would be uh, upset <laughs> if we didn't at least talk about 
Sammy Watkins entering Kyle's lineup uh, with Tyreek Hill going out. How do we feel about Sammy Watkins and Patty Mahomes' connection? Obviously exploding in week one, um, but where's the consistency as we um, progress in the next four to six weeks without Tyreek Hill? I think... uh... I was always down on Sammy Watkins. I thought he just wasn't a very good receiver. I, I, I had him marked as a bust. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's fast. He also has never really been with a great quarterback. Fair. Bills uh, and uh, where was he right before the Chiefs? Oakland, right? Or no, oh, um, Buffalo, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, oh, you said sorry. Buffalo. Anyway, well, it's not important. Um, anyways, I was just never hot on him as a receiver as a whole. But I think when you have the best QB Right now, I want to say of all time, but with way okay, too early easy. to say that. Yeah, way too early to say that. When you he looks like pa- it. Yeah, it, he's looking like it. I think when you're getting passes that are perfect to you every time, you'll catch the ball. And I think we saw that last week, and I think we'll see that for at least the next three weeks. And Andy Reid, to me, is such a huge part of that. I mean, Andy Reid is a mastermind of offenses ever since the Philadelphia days. Like His offenses are always decent, even when he has subpar pieces. And right now, he has, he has good pieces, and I think... The emphasis on speed these days. I mean, Sammy Watkins is one of the fastest guys in football. So if he stays healthy, I think there's almost nowhere to go but consistent points because of the fact that their offense is so good. And he's number one on the receiving court. Do you know what's uh, what Kyle George and Andy Reid both have in common? <laughs> I'm interested. Zero to championships. Zero championships, but above average regular seasons. Oh, oh God, you you were just throwing shots at Kyle and Tyler. You're really starting a war on both days of these podcasts, and I love it. I'm I'm here for it. I hope we get some video content of potential battles between the two. Um, it's little... just hard when you have two such betas on the Monday night podcast, you know. Wow. Yeah. And now oh he's calling them God. betas. I Der- love it. <laughs> Derek's here. He's hyped. <laughs> and with that, I think I want to move right into Rock of of Flames matchup this week. Uh, Derek, you're hyped over here. You're going against Cooper Sprunk. And I have to say his name every time because it's one of my favorites. Hey, would you blow me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so classic before we dive in i'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there it actually took me so long to understand like i didn't even like, took like pa- I, didn't even, would. I didn't even really like take the time to break it down you were just laughing at jablomi before yeah, you realized yeah. it's like and then i was like wait i think there's something that has to do it's with like i mean that too. no 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 that name's straight out of austin that, powers yeah, i mean yeah, that's ivana yeah, hump okay, a lot yeah just in I, a, I mean just in a I cooper sprunk twist forever. so yeah it's about the only good thing about us together and it was yeah hilarious Wow. But Paul with more strong comments in the background there. <laughs> I'm coming after everyone today, baby. Yeah, but I mean, I'll go snipe ahead. Snipe the spread, Derek. I'll go ahead and snipe the spread. Um, you know, uh, I feel really good about my team this week, especially after last. As you should. You have a great team. Oh, thank you, And a Paul. great owner behind it. Thank you, Paul. I, I just really washed all my that. towels. I don't have anything else to clean you <laughs> oh two up. God, what is going on? But uh, anyways, I would go ahead and say, uh, I'd say myself, like four points. Ooh, okay. You think you'll win a close one against uh, Coop, who struggled yeah. in week one. I like yeah. that, though. I like the humility, Paul. Derek is not giving himself enough credit. Derek, <laughs> the incredible owner that you are, you I have to give yourself more credit than that. I say Derek, 14 and a half. Okay, I'm about to go. leave the fucking room. <laughs> um, right now, Derek Sanger and Cooper Sprunk or an even push at 102. Whoa. Oh my god, bringing in the decimal. Oh dude. my gosh. Oh no, I, I didn't bring in the yeah. decimal, but I'm saying they're an even push right now. Derek Sanger, Cooper Sprunk, 102. Paul, want to go to you here. You were noting that you didn't like a lot of things about uh Cooper's team. I challenge you to find 
why he's projected at 102 then. What well, about Cooper's team It has your projection maybe a little off? I'm going to make you self-reflect here. Yeah, I think uh, they're expecting James Conner to have a better week than he did last week, and I don't think he will. I think the Seahawks uh, front defense is one of the better ones in the league, so I think James Conner will underperform. I think on Johnson is on one of the worst offenses in the league. I think he had some hype, and I think he'll underperform. Adam Thielen, probably one of the most touchdown-dependent players in the league. Do you want me to keep going, or do you want me to just keep no, saying you're doing, that's a trash? That's, uh, I guess, not what I was looking for, but your answer. Um, so I'll go ahead and take the positive sides of Cooper's team. <laughs> it might look like we were all wrong about the Carson Wentz draft pick in week one that dude balled out looked like the MVP form I was a noted hater and I know we're only one weekend but that might be my overreaction for the week that okay that that guy's a baller maybe I mean like the way he moves is way better than I remembered um even in before the injury and he gets passes that I just don't understand how they go through. right it's similar to Russell Wilson in that Super Bowl run where you just you kind of pissed off because you're like how, did that, how did that it doesn't even look that cool it's just like how the hell did you just score there like yep. that makes no sense anyway Carson Wentz still um, a bad pick but okay well I guess we'll see by the end of the season we'll have a, a true answer on that Cooper I need Cooper's to, I, Cooper needs to know I like Cooper I just I have to root for my boy this week I have to feels great okay I like it uh, you're taking your sides I'm just gonna finish my quick rant I think Detroit's offense this is my hot take oh no has a big week at home against the Chargers defense. Oh, okay. I think Chargers a little overhyped coming mm. off a, a close win against Indiana where they did look decent. Their offense is good. I think Stafford is a veteran enough um, along with Carrion Johnson having his first breakout game of the 2019 campaign. Uh, Cooper gets big contributions from a bad team. That's my that's my hot take for this uh, this week for Cooper. Derek, do, you to, do you want to splash some ice water on you? Because that was the coldest take I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, if yeah. you splash ice water, that obviously means you think that take was hot because I'd be burning. Um, Ooh, you're trying point. to cool me off because my takes are so hot. Great point, Derek. Derek, don't don't support him. Okay. Why well, is your sorry, team Why is your team point. to be reckoned with this season? You have a. I like your. Everyone likes your roster. Oh yeah. Defend. I mean. Preach, baby, preach. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and kind of go off my on my team go a little off, bit. Young kid. See, the thing is, the biggest thing for me is my flex position because I just have so many options on Ooh. the bench, which is not a bad problem to have. It's but true. Can it is also, true. you know, it can be a problem if I make the wrong selection. So it, it right now it's been pretty difficult just kind of going through like eight different bench players that I could potentially start up. Too flex. many riches. Yeah. And that's the thing, like more time. D Jack sitting there on the bottom of your yeah, bench. Exactly. And like, obviously he had a great season. I still don't know how I feel about him. Like he could have easily just got, he's a tough fantasy player. One. Yeah. Cause of the exactly. deep ball. It's like, is he yeah, going to, if yeah. he doesn't catch one, he sucks. Yeah. If he catches one, he's amazing. Yeah. If he catches and two, he's the best fantasy wide receiver. Now out that there. everyone saw that, are they going to let it happen again? You know, down the season. Well, but, people have been really successful stopping at his whole career. So I'm sure exactly. he'll, not catch another one all season yeah it was just kind of a reminder that he's still there and that yeah okay (laughs) sorry to be an ass well i mean there's a reason i didn't start him this week so you're kind of like backing me up because why was it because if um if his quarterback throws to him then the quarterback's points mean less was that something that crossed your mind uh, it actually you could counterbalance Carson Wentz. Uh, anyway, we're not here to give Derek advice it's his team he's one to know so we shouldn't be talking that's right the next one i can't say that (laughs) <laughs> Ultra powerful magic wizard, John Fishback, legendary name as well, <laughs> against the glass slipper, David Walzer. Um, a matchup 
of two uh, two guys heading in opposite directions this season. David on the way up um, from historically mm-hmm. low mm-hmm. finishing career. History. I mean career. Yeah. Uh, John, on the other hand, one of our best owners ever, struggling uh, in the eyes of many so far to assemble a worthwhile roster. Um, With a questionable approach each week. Very John Fishback approach. Yeah, very John, yeah, <laughs> and, and and I, I think, like it. I like. And honestly, approach. I was a little higher on John's team until I saw the Instagram post that we led this. Uh, I mean, this breaking news. It, it has rocked my world. The fact that he doesn't even believe. Why should we? Um, despite that take, Paul, I'm going to need you to believe first on this one. Why? Actually, let's snipe the spread first because that's how the game works. What do you think this week? Oof. So we're talking about like straight garbage. David versus John. Yep. Versus just a. A specimen of an owner. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say David by sixteen. Okay, David by sixteen. I like that. Straight up, David twelve. Ooh, so double digit win uh, for David from both of our uh, specialists there. And I will tell you, you're both correct on David being up double digits. Paul was a little closer here as the spread is currently sitting at Let's fifteen. Go. Only one off. Well done, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it is to be said, as in frustrating John Fishback fashion, he has not put a defense in his lineup yet. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah. On warning watch. Hopefully I don't have to send that unfortunate Three text. hours ago, he had no quarterback either. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got one now, and we should yeah. talk about it. Paul, you were high on this guy walking into the podcast studio tonight. Gardner Minshew takes the starting role for Mr. Fishback. Um, Paul, can Gardner lead... John to a upset victory this week over David Walser. Hey, I mean, we're talking about Tom Brady 2.0 here. We were talking Funny about... Funny enough, he's matched up against Tom Brady this yep, week. And I think Gardner Minshew has the chance to be the best QB of all time. And I'll say it. I'll say it. Sixth round pick. The best of all time, you just said? The best of all time. Yep. Uh, like in the history of the NFL? The history of the NFL. Just clarifying. Yep. No, I think, I think he'll be... Someone right. please cut that and record it and keep it forever. I... <laughs> Gardner Minshew has a spot in this league. Not only does he have a spot, he has a spot in the Hall of Fame in my heart already. So I, I personally love the pick that John has. This I'm in week. shock. Yeah, you I, just said some shit. Yeah, I, I fully did. Didn't know who I was, who he was when I saw who's this guy that has all these passing yards. He's a rookie, sixth rounder. But guess what? Set college football record this year for most passing yards. And as Connor alluded to, all Washington State quarterbacks do that. But this guy is something different. Have you seen his mustache, Connor? Have you seen it? There it is. And that's why I'm on board as well, as I love the mustache. Thank but you. Derek, we know Todd Gurley's always a question mark in that lineup. Um, who's not a question mark in week one? David Johnson catches a touchdown and seems to be, as he should, an integral part of the new Cliff Kingsbury offense there in Arizona. Do you love David's... Uh, roster the more you look at it or oh, yeah. are you are you fading because i think the trend is that people are loving david's roster oh i'm definitely who's, right there with the trend and who's a player that sticks out to you on that roster that that has you kind of safely picking david in a lot of weeks mark motherfucking ingram i'm with you on that one go mm, go off again yeah, please well, sir honestly like he was obviously he was always so good on new orleans but he there was, was just constant contributor that one guy named alvin Kamara who Shout was out. just in charge so obviously you had to respect that and give majority carries to him and i was really interested to see what he was going to be like in baltimore i know they didn't really play the best opponent but he clearly proved that he's going to be getting majority of the carries um, he's 
they want to give it to him in the red zone. And I, I feel like he'll just be able to keep that up and just give David at least like 15 I Ooh, mean, or 10, love to, it. 10 to 20 points a game. We're talking RB1, RB2 numbers, and I like it because I think uh, with a guy like Lamar Jackson, despite how good he was in week one, it's always nice to have a running back you can lean on handing the ball to, mix up the pace, take some of the pressure off of him. Paul, we're going to – oh, oh, do you have one more comment on that game? No, because I was about to move on to your game. I'm good. Okay, I know you want to talk about your game. Uh, Go ahead and snipe the spread. How you're feeling this week? Matchup against Tyler Bagginstoss. We alluded to the fifty dollar bet earlier. Um, You you feeling confident? Uh, Well, well, obviously you're feeling confident, but why? Uh, How confident? Snipe that spread. Uh, Well, Kim, not very confident right now. I'll be honest. Uh, My number one and number two pick are not doing too hot right now in the game. Um, So my guess is, while I think I will win. I think ESPN will have me at minus 10. So you win by 10 on that one. And no, I, we'll have Tyler at minus 10. Tyler wins. By so 10. Tyler minus 10 on that by one. By ESPN's ranking, I think I win by 20. Right, but you're just saying you're you're sniping the spread and yep. you think it's Tyler's a 10-point favorite. Yep. Okay, I like it. I respect the I respect you playing the game. That's yep. that's why we're here. That's yep. why the segment is called what it is. And ESPN doesn't know what they're doing, to be completely honest. <sighs> never do. Nope, never, never do. Right now they have me projected to finish like seventh. I don't yeah. like that. Um, Derek, snipe that spread. Paul versus Tyler. Owners who have been loud this week, but um, owners who do, uh, well, I mean, not to throw shots at you, Paul, but I mean, Tyler's backed it up in the past. True that. So have I. I've won a championship as well. Joey has won a championship, <laughs> and so has Tyler. Um, I mean, Paul has managed Joey's team for a couple weeks. I mean, stats don't lie. Like, I, I, you heard what Paul just said, and I mean, yeah. I'm like apparently, though, with Tyler, stats do lie. Yeah, apparently Tyler doesn't know his stats. And yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying, I, I don't know. I kind of, sometimes I think Tyler has a point there, Paul. Yeah. There's a lot of stats and I not mean, a lot of results. It's literally fantasy football. It's just stats. That's all it is. It's just stats. I definitely think Paul can still win this game, but I'm going to say stat-wise because ESPN takes that in and is just like updating All ESPN does is stats. It's just stats. I'm going to say ESPN by seven in fact they have a whole thing called stat correction because it was wrong on the stats of the game it's literally all stats yes tyler is in my head right now but (laughs) stats matter that's all that matters that's all that ever will matter and that's how you quantify things is by stats that's it that's all i have (laughs) a legendary rant to match what we heard from tyler on tuesday's show going off against paul sheffield uh tyler the anti-stats community oh there it is um derek i also want to point out that you just picked espn to win by seven (laughs) wait what i didn't say that (laughs) yes you did did i actually said oh my god jesus christ Derek. all right well obviously i meant tyler by seven because espn is taking in the that's what we figured you meant and you're both correct in picking Tyler. It's Tyler by 13. Hey. Yeah, I mean, my team is, my top two players have a combined, like, six points right now. Yeah, it, it hasn't been a kind Thursday to you. That's, that's nope. to be certain. But, Paul, um, why are you withholding hope going into this week, despite those faulty ESPN projections, as you call them? Marlon Mack. Actually, I, I will say this. I'll, I'll, I'll just start like this. Uh both Tyler and I have very favorable matchups when it comes to team opponents we're playing against. Um, we were playing against a lot of bad defenses. Um, so I think Marlon Mack has a chance to go off for me. Um, like I said, the Ravens matchup against Arizona, I think Hollywood Brown is going to have another showing this week. Um, so while I might not see it for my one and two, and there's still a lot of time left in this game, but while I might not see it for my one and two, oh, there's a deep pass. There's a deep, oh, and it is almost intercepted. That was, that was, okay, I'm just going to keep talking. That was, I just got excited that I thought Mike Evans 
might do something for me, but he has an all season. And I and Derek, with Mike Evans not even in the area, that has to have us thinking, um, why can Tyler win this week? Um, well, I really like Tyler's team, obviously. Um, Tyler's profound team's trash. statement. But I don't know. I, I, I really do feel like Marlon Mack is still a little questionable. Okay. I for, like that. For Paul. Despite the big week one, and I agree. I mean, I, I see your point there. Yeah, that he's, I don't. He's not. I oh. know he's not really going to like that because he's get, been giving me a lot of backup on my points. Well, I, I put you in um, a bad position yeah, in this one. Yeah, but, I'm making you defend Tyler. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly. Um, dude, Marlon Mack. I, I'll bet you guys both that Marlon Mack has over 15 points for me this week. You both did a poor job of backing up Tyler, so I'm going to do it. Uh, oh, yeah. The reason Tyler can win this week, and remember, Paul, I do have money on you, so don't yes. take this personally. I did pick you when it comes down to it in terms of high score. But the reason Tyler can win this week um, is because of those two running backs, Le'Veon Bell, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Unlikely uh, name out of Josh Jacobs, but in week one, that dude runs with not only fire but i mean he he has the skills to back it up there's a reason he played for alabama and 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 to me that fire that i mentioned off the top the passion that he seems to run with i like the fact that he hid from the cameras on hard knocks that dude's about football and 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 you saw it in week one i think he's gonna be a gruden favorite and a guy they ride um most of the season to win some ugly football games um and hopefully scrape together uh somewhat of a respectful season down in oakland before they move to las vegas other being Le'Veon Bell. He's playing a Chiefs defense, too, which just does not bode well for me when it comes to... It doesn't. And nope. and neither does Le'Veon Bell against Cleveland, nope. who uh, just gave up 49 to Tennessee. Yes. Well, Cleveland's my team, and I don't think that's going to happen again. I think Cleveland comes out victorious. I do think Le'Veon's going to have a potential to um, see some running room. And, and if he's healthy, there's you know a little talk of some soreness in his shoulders, I believe. But um, if he's healthy, I think that combined with of course, that secret flex of Austin Eckler, who popped off last week. And I see going off again. Eckler I do. Sucks. Eckler no, sucks. I don't and, think so. And I will also say this about Tyler's team, just because I'm on a rant on Tyler's team. He said he was going to start Cole Beasley this week. You know what I see right now? Cole Beasley on the bench. <laughs> I, I will I will note, I'm, I'm a little nervous about Randall Cobb playing his second wide receiver spot. Yeah, yeah. So Randall Cobb hasn't been fantasy pertinent in like three years. So yeah, if I were to attack tyler's team in one way it would be randall excellent. cobb yeah no, it'd be his receivers as a whole calvin ridley and randall cobb Are you, what what well Oops. it's only a matter of time until they reclassify Tariq cohen as a wide receiver that is also a good <laughs> yeah. point but yeah. <laughs> all i will say is tyler's lineup is soft tyler himself is soft there it is that's what we were waiting for and my friendship with tyler is officially terminated <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure that only lasts one week um and since it's terminated let's also terminate the discussion um Moving on to the final game that we need to preview this week. The best of friends, Jack and Randall. Aww. Men that have squared <laughs> off in many a fantasy battle. Legendary uh, legendary duels. Matchup again this week. And I'll say, on this Thursday night, Randall Tainer off to a hot start with Chris Godwin getting him 19 points. Wow. I'm giving you that little hint before we go ahead and snipe the spread. I hate that he has 19 points. Paul. That's wild. I'm going in, though. As Ronald Jones scores. Oh, yes. my gosh. Guess who has him? Me oh on my bench. <sighs> it's going to be a r- another rough season for your boy. Um, <laughs> anyways, I have, well, 19 points especially. I have Randall by 12 and a half. Okay, 12 and a half for uh, Randall there. Derek, what are you thinking about this with uh, Godwin getting Randall off to that 19-point head start? I, I think Randy's team is honestly my favorite team in the league. Same. 
Ooh. Yep. I'll throw that out there. I've also been a noted fan. I'll go ahead and uh, take Randy Daytona by 8.5. Ooh, okay. And with the 19-point performance impacting this greatly, I believe, Randall currently favored by 22.5. Oh. Suck it, Jack. Well, I mean, it's Your just a projection. Garbage. Okay, there it is. Paul <laughs> literally taking shots at 90% of our league. Um, no, I'm not taking shots at my boy, Derek. Derek uh, well, I'm just at 90%. Oh, I guess 10%. 80% because Derek and Paul are safe at yeah. least. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Two best owners in this league, baby. Let's go. It's historically, it's proven. Um, hey, 2014 championship was Derek and me, and guess who won it? Me. So Joey. Me. Um, Joey Fishback. Me, and shout out Joey Fishback in Thailand with John. Um Shout out Paul Sheffield. Randall Tainer outside of Chris Godwin, uh, obviously Lamar Jackson and the guy everyone's talking about after week one. Do you expect him to back up that performance in week two? Derek. I mean, yeah, he's playing Arizona, so I feel like he's definitely going to bring the heat and at least throw for a few touchdowns. Okay, I like it, yeah. Going against, I mean, their offense is going to get a lot of time on the field, that's for sure, against Kingsbury's offense. Paul? Do I have to support Jack? Or do you I, do. Uh, you do, or I can. It's up to I'll you. I'll support Jack. Okay. I, I I never support Jack, so I'll support. Take Jack. it. Take a time. Take a turn. I mean. Yeah. So I like Chris Carson. Um, like I said, I was trying to get him at the flex at the time. He would have been an unreal flex, but as a QB one, he's already proven that he can do that. Um, and then Jack was still the higher scorer last week, and I know we mentioned this without his top two Made guys. Made me some performing. money. Thank you, Jack. So, uh, I think Jack could win with his receiving core, which we could say week in, week out, but. But I will say, Randall's pick with Waller, I think Waller could be one of the best tight ends this season. So I could see Waller having another huge week. I do too. Unfortunately, I also can see Delaney Walker um, Gosh, being a great tight end because Mariota, although he sucks ass at quarterback, loves throwing loves to his tight Delaney. end like six yards down the field on button hooks that get them third downs, uh, I mean fourth down and fours. That was so, great because you were supporting Jack's team. While at the same time tearing down Marcus Marietta and yep. the Oregon Ducks, that was impressive. I'm impressed. Right, second <laughs> um, <laughs> second Jack and Randall actually both of them. Uh, yeah, I don't have much more to say on this one. I think this is going to be a battle of two of the top teams as we round out the season. You would assume um, guys who have historically finished at the top and seem to have decent rosters again. So um, I expect this to be a game we look back on as oh shit that had some implications yeah, although it being week I two agree, you could see this one impacting the standings down the road um yeah. jack's middle of the pack at best so i don't think it'll impact much wow i love that and you know what right after this quick break we're gonna get into right where everyone stands as we unveil the week two power rankings everyone's favorite time of the boom, week boom boom coming up tyler sucks we've got to be the dumbest team in america in terms of playing the game period and uh, it's embarrassing, and I represent that, and uh, I apologize for that. But that's the best we can do. Uh, that's a sad product. We back, and as we back, back, back again, we doing the power rankings. Nice. Thank you. I, I was feeling myself a yep. little bit there. Um, time for power rankings as Mike Evans is missed by Jameis Winston wide open for a potential touchdown, and Paul slaps a leg. Let's dive right into everyone's favorite time of the week. It's the Luke power rankings always uh, – flush with controversy in the group chat following this portion of the show on Fridays. Um, Sorry, if you suck, you suck. That's how it works, folks. Wow. And and with that, I think we dive right into number 10. Um, he was there last week. To spoiler, he's there this week. He was also there before the season started. And he will remain there until his team picks it up. It's John Fishback. Um, 
a key factor to this ranking this week. We were ready to maybe potentially move John to nine, just yeah. give him a mental break. Yep. Um, but then the Instagram post, you heard the ESPN um, slash Alug alert, um, and it was devastating for the rankings this week, was it not, fellas? Oh, it definitely was. I mean, Derek, you your mood has changed since you saw it. Oh, uh, yeah. what, what's going through your head? No, I mean, honestly, it was week one, so it just really... It just hurts to see someone give up this early. Like, come on, man. It's it's week one, bro. You got a loss, but you're personally, I think his team's looking all right. And yeah, it is really early. He can still maybe turn it around, make the pull playoffs. something off. Right, right. It's, it's giving me flashbacks to 2016 Derek Singer's team. Not a shot at Derek. It was just Derek gave up after a couple weeks and had a goose egg of a season. And yeah. uh, at this point, I. You worry about it with John. I, I, wor- I, I worry about John. And I love John as a person. I love John as an owner. Uh, but at this point, I don't know. I don't know if he can pull off a win. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's why I guess he was rated at number 10 this week. Um, number nine, also not different from week one, <laughs> unfortunately. Cooper Sprunk comes in at nine. Again, love mentioning the name, so I will. Hey, would you blow me? Um after the Thielen for Michael Thomas trade, I think... Officially just Thielen for Michael Thomas after O.J. Howard has dropped. Please take the floor, Paul. I know you were excited about that fact. Yeah. No, it's just... It's just now You were tr- stunned. I should say not so, not excited. You were stunned yeah, by the drop. Yeah, I, I was stunned because it is now official that Michael Thomas was traded for Adam Thielen, a third-round pick. So a first-rounder was traded for a third-rounder. Cooper's team sucks. And to fill people in, uh, to review, I mean, that trade was Adam Thielen and O.J. Howard for Michael Thomas. Cooper then proceeds to drop O.J. Howard directly after week one. So (laughs) that trade becomes Michael Thomas for Adam Thielen. Very dramatic week for Cooper as he drops half of his team. (laughs) He's making big changes, but you got to respect it after putting up about 75 points in a PPR league. Derek, um, Cooper Sprunk, any positive outlook from you uh, in terms of the power rankings? Do you think? Maybe he has a streak in him, or are you scared? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a it's a bad week to ask me that question, considering the fact that I'm going up against him this week. So streak starts next next yeah, week. Next you're saying week, next okay. Week is streak That's enough said. Enough said. <laughs> I, I won't make you talk about your opponent for the week at least. Um, number eight. This is I, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I I'm staring right at you for a reason. Got awkward in here for a reason. Paul, the Lug, seeing you at number eight. Your response? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I uh, and I'm not trying to take shots at Cooper and John. I think one through eight is a tough, uh, tough one to pick, as you'll hear later on. I think it's a very even spread, and my ownership, except for 2014 when I won the championship, hasn't really showed to be that successful. Except for 2014 when I won that championship, <laughs> Joey won you when I won that championship in 2014, which Shout is out Joey which Fishback. is significant to my ownership. Obviously, it shows that I can compete, but historically for the most part i cannot and so i understand the ranking and you know what i just can't wait to prove all the haters wrong tyler starting with you okay i love it and and do you think um by chance actually i don't i don't even want to ask you i'll ask derek derek do you think paul's words in the group chat along with his maybe actions that we've seen towards other owners impact his ranking um this week do I think that that was, do you think that was part of why he's so low at number eight? I mean, a yeah, I, like he literally just calls out every single person in the league, so he obviously doesn't have a lot of fans. But yeah, I um, mean, that's a that's a fact. Yeah, I, mean, I I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I still like what Paul was saying. We were mentioning it earlier. Those teams from one through eight, 
Nord Fields, Cooper, and John. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it's still up in the air. And, I mean, yeah, as long as Paul is still doing what he's doing, I think he can squeeze in a few wins here pretty soon. Okay, so we're feeling like basically if you're within one through eight that you're feeling like you still have a shot here in the early going is, is what the words I'm kind of gathering. And that means at number seven, Tyler Bagenstoss still should be feeling great about his team. We saw Ty... Um, pick himself for the high score in week one and then have somewhat of a disappointing week with Tyreek Hill getting injured, obviously. Patty Mahomes shaking up his ankle. Um, Paul, I want to avoid going to you here just because you're playing Tyler, so I'm going to start with Derek. Uh, Tyler's team, do you think there's a chance for sustainable success or is this a guy that needs to pick off seven wins and hope it's enough for the playoffs? Yeah, I think Tyler is... Illin, because Ooh, love the it. thing is, he has like a deep enough bench to take care of Tyreek for the few weeks he's going to be out. What is it like three to four, something like? I that? I think it's four. Might be four to six. Four to six. Either okay. way, it's significant. Yeah. Either time. way, yeah. I feel like he he definitely drafted a great bench, whether that was drafting or just picking up. Um, but I really like the way his team's looking right now, and. Um, yeah, I, you think I, he's got a good shot to kind of carry it throughout yeah, the season? Doesn't have to. Definitely. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just confused. What you like about his bench? Is it Virgil Green, who is owned by zero percent of fantasy owners? I like, or, Ty- is, or is it Cortland Sutland? I like Tariq Cohen. Cortland Sutton, please. Sutton, sorry. I like Sutton. I honestly do like. Sutton. I do. I like Sutton too. Actually, okay. I okay. mean, he's Denver's number one, and despite what we saw from Joe Flacco, he'll come alive. Okay, he'll, okay. he's elite. Um. I, 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 the Virgil Green is just one of the more interesting things I've ever seen. Ever. Hunter Henry goes down. You never know. I mean, Philip Rivers has obviously <laughs> yeah, a history with this tight end. <laughs> it's it's holding a roster spot, but I mean, we could see that change in a heartbeat. Don't don't sleep on Tyler as an owner. He he consistently puts himself in the mix. Um, another guy who consistently puts himself in the top of the mix, unless it's this week's power rankings. Myself coming in at number six. Um, I think that. That's pretty fair. Cue everyone yelling <laughs> me a sandbagger, blah, blah, blah. I know I scored a lot of points last week. But as Paul mentioned, and I actually gave him all this content, so thanks for stealing that, Paul. Um, I don't know my, what you're My about. team in week one was so reliant on the touchdown. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey scoring two. Kenny Galladay scoring one. Damian Williams scoring one. When all three of those guys would have had somewhat subpar games uh, minus or I mean under 10 point games from my wide receiver one two and flex so that has me a little nervous on the upside I think without scoring a touchdown Nick Chubb still looked very yep. productive and Alvin Kamara uh, was in he RB1 for yeah I mean he looked he looked great to me he didn't score but he will and I'm excited about the fact that he scored 20 points without finding the end zone last thing I'll say about my team Sleep on the two quarterback system all you want. It will be a difference maker for me this year. I'm this week. I'm rolling the money again with Dak. Shout out Tyler Bagenstoss. Hopefully the Redskins defense sucks ass again this week. Um, but Kyler Murray, he's gonna figure it out. The two quarterback system is gonna work. I, I just want everyone to note that right now. Um, not an uncommon strategy. Just I'm gonna master it. Uh, wow, are you done talking about your team? What yes, you- I am. Let's move on to number five. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes someone yeah, needs to put no, me in check. We should just have a separate podcast for that. <laughs> my God. Oh my God. As you and Derek have gone into a separate room eight times during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that's, we're giving I, who the knows what, what happens. Want. No one <laughs> wants to hear what's going on behind there. Uh, Heading to number five, and I think this is a tragic, tragic underrating. Um, Kyle George, 
Number five, I think personally, Kyle's probably at number three. This was <clears throat> this was the number one debate of our uh, power rankings, I think, for this week. Paul, you were wanting Kyle to be at number six, I believe. Yes. Explain why. Um, I think Kyle might hate me for this because I was hot on him at one point. Like you haven't thrown shots at everyone already. You're right. You're right. So suck it, Kyle. Your team sucks. Um, there it is. No, here's here's what I'll say. I think we were also hot on his team before the season started because he has a bunch of players in 2018 that were very good at football. Now, as we've seen in fantasy in the past, it's usually a good bet. Yeah, as we've seen in the past, though. Very rarely do players that have a huge season the season before all have a huge season the very next season. And I think a lot of them are going to regress this season, as we may have seen in week one, where Kyle will be the most average team in the league. Wow. Wow. The most average team in the in the league is some pretty strong verbiage. I'm like saying six and five. or six, No, I get what you're saying. Six or five Sitting and Sitting right between seven, four yep. and six in the rankings all yep. season. I get what yeah, I've yep. had. I've had seasons there. We all have. Um, no, I don't. I haven't. I've either been at the top or bottom. Just, you've just been at the bottom. Well, Joey's been at the top. No, I've been at the top. Derek, uh, I've won a championship. You come in at number four this week. Lot of upside for your team. I think uh, me and Paul are both fans of big fan the of roster. Derek De- Paul may be a little superficial. Hashtag Paul dupes Derek. Um, Derek, <laughs> but Kenneth right, Singer, laying it on a bit thick, isn't he? Yeah, it's a little bit weird. (laughs) Derek, people high on your team for good reason, as we see DJ Moore put up 10.5. A A great managerial move, I mean, ownership move by you, throwing him in the flex and getting double digits without the fourth quarter even starting yet. Um, Number four, you feeling respected, or are you feeling like you're just on your way up? You're just starting. Oh, I honestly feel like I'm just starting, baby. Oh, I, I love that. Let's go, so Derek. Let's go, Derek. Pump it up. I really love my team, and just like the only thing is my tight end position. I have Austin Hooper, and I— He's a touchdown machine. Yeah, I mean, he had nine receptions his first game, so that's why I wanted to go ahead and throw him in over Jared Cook, who— Like I it. I want to say had like two catches. Uh, I like Hooper. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, I was scared you exactly. weren't going to. It's a good double— that's good two tight yeah, end rotation. So I'm hoping he like is able to be consistent with that like nine catch range or at least just like something kind of close right. to that. Um, but yeah, if he's able to keep it up, I feel great about all my other players. And um, yeah, looking yeah, strong. I feel bad for you if you're going up against me. Ooh, as you should. Derek Seam is incredible. So yikes! Okay. <laughs> I, I'm about to get you a muzzle. Um, <laughs> number three this week, my guy, the glass slipper himself, David Walzer. Um, David. Just a shocking revelation at number three for maybe the first time in his Luke career. I mean, that he's ascending the charts to this level. You got to love what you're seeing out of the glass slipper, including the start of Thomas Brady at quarterback after a big week one. Paul, David at number three, you feeling comfortable with that selection? Yeah, I feel great about it as his team. Now, much like David's company that he works for, I'm a little worried that... The caffeine rush is hitting now, and much like the sugary drinks that he funds in his business, it'll soon come to an end where we fall asleep and forget that his team even existed. Oh, my God. And a rough sugar crash <laughs> metaphor. Um, Derek, get us back on track here. Uh, why is- you guys are just so busy just loving David's team. And you know what? I'm calling bullshit. That kid hasn't done anything in this league, and I don't think he's doing anything this year. Yeah, I called you out, David. Okay, that's a more relevant, strong statement out of Paul. Um, Derek. David's team? Give it to me. Yeah, I mean, 
honestly, Paul has kind of a good point. Thank you. David has you guys are stupid. really done too much in the league. So this oh, yeah. early in the year, oh, yeah? it is still very hard to tell. Has he been in the playoffs? And I know I haven't done much in the league as well, and I'm going to agree, still early in the year, still hard to tell. But like how good I felt with my team, I do feel good with David's team. I do feel good with him. I feel like he's definitely going to progressively get better and better every week, and I feel like we're really going to be able to understand that he has what it takes this year. Well, and see, so you're saying he hasn't done anything, and I get where you're coming from historically, but when you say he hasn't done anything, is winning eight out of his last nine fantasy regular season matchups not good enough dating back to last I, season? I'm sorry, did he go to the playoffs last year? That was purely because he got off to a slow start. Is winning? What have you done for me lately? Win eight out of the last nine. Win eight out of the last good. fucking I, nine, I, I dating back to 2018 did not season. See that statistic. I did not see that. We'll statistic. see. I'll That's agree. because he's my guy. All right. That's because he's <laughs> he my guy. guy. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and now to neither of our guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, two. to none of our guys. None of nine our guys. Of ten none of the league's guys. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> he is. Oh my gosh, Jameis just gave up a touchdown to the Carolina defense. That's really no. going to hurt me in fantasy. Safety. No, it was a safety. Either way, sucks ass for me playing against the defense. Sorry about that quick fantasy break there. Jack coming in at number two, like we said, none of our guys, but a respected owner as a three-time champion. You can't you can't say his name without mentioning it. I mean, it's just the facts. Um, it doesn't have to continue that way, but why is Jack grabbing that number two ranking this week, Paul? Because we were the only thing that we liked about his team before were his wide receivers, and what performed for the highest overall score this past week was everything but his receivers. And that's what scares me. Right. If he can get all those players to do half as well and then get his receivers to play how we think they're going to be, he still is up there with one of the best. And Jack's team, like we all knew, is scary. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously. God, I hate saying it. it, it, it I don't want to say it. I right. honestly don't. But you got to be honest. We're, I mean, that's part of our job as yeah. the uh, Commissioner's Corner Thursday, Friday show podcast Derek I'm letting you take the lead you love Randall's team who comes in at number one this week um he kind of earns it with the Lamar Miller pick and start in week one I mean I'm not saying it's gonna sustain but that was obviously the number one move I have Hollywood Brown yeah okay fair but Derek Randall number one why is he the powerhouse of the league heading into week two his team oh my god it I love his team, honestly, and I really do love Dalvin Cook. That's I, the, yep, thank yep, you. Yep, that's I, the one we hadn't brought up yet. That, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I I had him last year, and obviously, I was kind of facing some issues with injuries and all that. Um, he never really was fully healthy last year for me, and although he did give me a few really good games, he was only like he looked 50, like a different beast this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, he was only he was limited like fifty percent carries and stuff, so seeing him out there just fully healthy and like almost playing every single care or every single snap. Right. I don't know. I think he's really dangerous. And I think him and Saquon together. Yeah. Good combo with Lamar as the quarterback. I don't know. That team is scary. That is a scary team. And you got to tip the cap to Randy's fantasy prowess, especially this week as Godwin, a guy I had personally not loved, goes off um, so far, game still not over, but for 19 points. And then Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller, two Oakland players that, I mean, we knew of Tyrell Williams a great year last year with San Diego, but it's always risky putting those guys in your lineup or even on your bench. Darren Waller, the same sort of thing. Now looking like, although that offense might not be the most potent in the NFL, reliable options. Got to tip your cap to Randy there going into uh, 
little bit of a deep, deep um, waiver, I guess, uh, preseason waivers to find guys um, making an impact on his roster. Last thing before I stop giving Randy too much praise is his willingness to sit a guy like Stephon Diggs and play Tyrell Williams. Two row, two weeks in a row. Right. I mean, that's but that's he's consistently yep. been proven right when yep. he does things like that, yeah, as has wow. Jack. And that's a big reason those two yep. top the power rankings wow. this week. With that is the conclusion of the week two power rankings. Also, the conclusion of Commissioner's Corner for week two. We are excited heading into what should be a phenomenal weekend of fantasy football and NFL action. Um, Paul, Derek, any final thoughts before we head out here? Um, go Steelers. Let's get that first. There you w go. All right. I like it. I like year. it. Tyler Bagenstoss. I just want you to know that I hope you sleep well tonight in the night to follow, but come Sunday, you'll be crying yourself to sleep. I cannot wait to come next Thursday when all I get to do is just laugh and laugh and laugh. Lovely, lovely final words from Paul Sheffield. I don't think I can even attempt to match that. Peace out. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. Doses. Bye. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.